Welcome to Inside the Groove, a podcast about the music of Madonna. I'm your host, Edward Russell, and every episode I'll be taking a well-known Madonna track and telling the story of how it was written and how it was recorded. I'll be using multi-track sessions and demos to break down the creative process and find out how Madonna has been behind some of the greatest pop songs of the last 40 years. Beautiful Stranger was released on 21st of May 1999 as the lead single to the soundtrack LP for the movie Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. It's a highly melodic slither of 60s psychedelic pop, flavoured by the unique production sound of collaborator and co-producer William Orbit in the pair's first outing together since the highly acclaimed Ray of Light album. Beautiful Stranger was a huge hit around the globe, reaching number one in Canada, Finland, Iceland and Italy. In the UK, it was kept off the top spot by S Club 7, but it would be an enormous radio play hit and ended up the most played song of 1999, though this was largely due to the fact that Radio 1 used it as their main jingle during the summer months, inserting their ident during the quiet moment of the intro. For some reason, however, it was never released as a single in the US, but it still made it to number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 on Radio Play alone. Madonna recorded the song shortly after performing at the Grammys in February 1999, where she won four awards for the Ray of Light album. It was here that she met Latin singer Ricky Martin and agreed to record a song with him for his upcoming English language album, and I'll be discussing their duet in detail. After the introspective and more serious nature of Ray of Light, it was a more light-hearted pop track for Madonna, of the type we'd not heard since Deeper and Deeper at the beginning of the 90s, but the song owes quite a huge debt to a lesser-known track from the 1960s, and I'll be chatting about that. It's one of William Orbit's best pop singles, but the beat used had already been used before Beautiful Stranger, and would get a further three outings, including a track he produced with the band All Saints. I'll be discussing that. I'll also be talking about his recollections on being in the studio with Madonna for the song. And I'll be discussing why he can no longer listen to the track due to the brick wall mastering which gives it such an overly loud sound. There's no leaked multi-track, but I will be playing the original full-length version of the song which has yet to receive a commercial release. And I've also got Madonna's beautiful a cappella recording to play for you. The song was one of many tracks which competed for inclusion in the Mike Myers movie and I'll discuss the Austin Powers franchise and of course his appearance in the video for Beautiful Stranger. Due to its anachronistic sound, Beautiful Stranger has hardly dated over the past 22 years and it still sounds fresh and invigorating today. So sit back, relaxed, you're heading the right way for a smacked bottom as we go inside the groove. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this episode, you can give me a one-off donation using Buy Me A Coffee. And if you really enjoy the series and you want to get extra content, you can become a patron. To do both, just head to 
www.insidethegroove.co.uk. Thank you for your time and your kindness. Now, I love Madonna and her music. Well, obviously, but I don't love everything. I think she's kind of not got it right every time, and sometimes it's been sublime. But Beautiful Stranger, I will not hear a bad word against it. I think it's an incredible song. It just works so well. And I'm immediately transported back to the summer of 1999 every time I hear it, especially going clubbing. I was doing a lot of that at the time, living in London, hanging around the sort of alternative scene, I guess, especially in gay clubs like Pop Stars and Wig Out and Shinky Shonky. When that opening beat came on, everyone would put down their drinks and rush to the dance floor. And I can still, oh, I don't know, it just makes me feel wonderful every time I hear it. So hopefully I can pass on some of that enthusiasm to you. Now, there's no leaked multi-track to the song, as I said, but there's still a heck of a lot that we can talk about. Let's start with the movie franchise, Austin Powers. The three Austin Powers movies were released between 1997 and 2002, written, produced and directed by the Canadian-American Mike Myers. Loosely based on the James Bond franchise, the outrageous comedies are laced with sexual innuendo and outrageous plots. Basically, the kitsch of the 007 movies dialed up to maximum. And the first film, International Man of Mystery, was only really kind of a minor hit, but it became more of a cult favourite, with Myers playing up to some of the British stereotypes from bad teeth through to carry-on style humour. For the second movie, high-profile artists were asked to contribute to the soundtrack which was executive produced by Guy Oziri at Maverick Records, and that is where Madonna steps into the picture. Mike and Madonna had previously worked together on Saturday Night Live all the way back in 1991, when Myers parodied Madonna's Justify My Love video. Madonna's song would enter the mix along with tracks by Lenny Kravitz, Mel B from the Spice Girls and R.E.M. Plus there were some contemporary 60s songs. Beautiful Stranger was chosen as the lead single for obvious reasons. It's by far the best track. Madonna had performed at the 41st Annual Grammys on 24th of February 1999. She debuted the geisha look for the song Nothing Really Matters, which would be the final single from Ray of Light, for which she won four awards. Collaborator William Orbit was also in attendance, as was Puerto Rican singer Ricky Martin, who was working on his first English language album. The release was ready to go, but there were discussions between Ricky and Madonna about a duet. She needed convincing, and a few days later he played her a couple of tracks, including one which he was unsure about, called Living La Vida Loca. Madonna told him he would be crazy not to include it, and also decided that he was at the right point in his career for a collaboration. That resulting duet was credited to Madonna and Orbit, and is a beautiful track that could easily fit onto the Ray of Light album, called Be Careful. Thank you. 
Madonna had originally written a song with Patrick Leonard called Be Careful in 1997. This is what it sounded like. Leonard isn't credited on the Ricky Martin song. Presumably, Madonna's top-line melody and lyrics were not Pat's contribution, and an agreement may have been reached that he didn't require input into the song. Though, interestingly, there is a registration on the ASCAP database that lists all of the writers, and also Susan Leonard. I'm guessing that's a relative of Pat. On March 15, 1999, Madonna's publicist Liz Rosenberg confirmed to MTV News that a tour in support of Ray of Light had been cancelled. Instead, Madonna would be working on a number of new projects, including a new song with Ricky Martin and a new song for the Austin Powers 2 soundtrack. She'd be assembling a new Greatest Hits album, which at the time was known as The Immaculate Collection 2, with a few new songs, and also starring in a new film, The Next Best Thing, with Rupert Everett. Liz's quotes on the tour and the movie were The starting date of the movie was postponed and it created such a small window to turn things around and get into total tour mode and put together the kind of show Madonna does with no stone unturned that she thought it would be better and to wait until 2000. Well, as we would learn, things would change again. But more of that for another episode. Instead, let's turn our attentions to the song Beautiful Stranger. Having decided to pastiche a psychedelic 60s track, Madonna asked Orbit to come up with a few ideas, and the one selected borrowed heavily from the song She Comes in Colours by the band Love. Recorded in 1966 and released at the end of that year, the song was written by Arthur Lee, but despite heavy radio play, especially on the West Coast, it failed to chart. Indeed, that might explain why Madonna claimed never to have heard of the song or the band Love when she was accused of copying it for Beautiful Stranger. Well, I kind of believe her. William Orbit also hasn't acknowledged that this song may have been the inspiration. He says, if you think of the 60s rather than the whole culture world, you look at its flavour. Beautiful Stranger was a sort of pastiche of the flavour. For a pastiche movie, it's a fun tribute. And you know, that's probably the case. I don't think that either of the artists directly copied this song. Um, although it is very, very similar, isn't it? Maybe it was just an inspiration in the back of their heads. William spoke about it a fair bit in a podcast called Disinfect. Do check it out. He talks about this song and indeed all of his work with Madonna and compliments her on just being an absolutely fantastic songwriter. Of Madonna's ability to create melodies, he says, 
She'll hear something buried in the track, some clash of two instruments that yields sort of like an acoustic optic illusion of a ghost of a tune, and she will take that and develop it in a way I've never known any other top-line artist to do. She doesn't just put her thing on top of something else. Orbit produced a version of the track, which includes guitars, synths and other pastiche sounds, including a flute, played by flautist Emma Fowler. It also has the sound of a Mellotron, a keyboard instrument which many think of as the sound of the Beatles' strawberry fields. It was an, I guess, early form of a sampler, in a way. It had tapes loaded into the machine, which played behind each key. So, literally, as a key was pressed, a tape was played, which was that note. So you could play several notes at the same time, and several tapes were playing. And the Mellotron sound used in the Beatles track, and of course Beautiful Stranger, is a flute sound, and it's used in the pre-chorus of Beautiful Stranger. It's actually also used in the intro of the original six-minute version of Beautiful Stranger, which has never had a commercial release. Um, In some ways, I prefer it. It's got a sort of softer intro and is a bit less in your face. This is how it starts. When I first heard this song back in May 1999, I thought that beat's really familiar. It's pretty much the same sample or or riff that William Orbit had used in his Ultraviolet remix of Ray of Light, and it's a rhythm that he would use again and again. Let's listen to that first outing from a year before Beautiful Stranger. I really love this version. And we'd hear elements of this beat again. Uh, This is later on in the year 2000. And this is for the song Black Coffee that William did for the band All Saints. He did a couple of tracks with them. This was, in my opinion, the better one. Around the same time as Black Coffee, we got Madonna's music album, which included the song Amazing. Here's a demo, and you can clearly hear it's that beat again. But it wasn't the final outing for this beat, oh no. The MDNA album in 2012 includes a song called I'm a Sinner, which again uses that beat. And it's actually very similar to the original source of it, Ray of Light. This is a demo of that song before Madonna began working on I'm a Sinner. Now, can I be very clear? I love William Orbit's music. I've loved it since 1990, before he was working with Madonna, and I really hope to have him as a guest on this podcast. So please, William, if you listen to this, I'm just fascinated to hear the etymology of your work, how it changes over the years, and how the inspirations come and go. So please don't think I was attacking you for this. Anyway, back to Beautiful Stranger. And whilst we do not have a multi-track, we do have a beautiful, clean a cappella of Madonna's vocal. Let me play you a bit of it now. It's wonderful. Haven't we met? You're some kind of beautiful stranger. You could be good for me. I have a taste for danger. If I'm smart, then I'll run away. But I'm not, so I guess I'll stay, heaven forbid. 
I take my chance on a beautiful stranger. And there's some brilliant double vocals later on in the chorus. Have a listen. I paid for you with tears and swallowed all my pride. Beautiful stranger. Beautiful stranger. But what of the video for Beautiful Stranger? It begins with an appearance from Austin and the character Basil Exposition. Hello, Austin. Hey, Basil, how are you? We need your help. Someone is seducing our top agents. As you can see, she's a master of disguise. <laughs> but Austin, whatever you do, don't fall in love. We've already lost 007 and 008. Well then, Basil, this looks like a case for double... Oh, behave! <laughs> the video was directed by Brett Ratner and filmed at Universal Studios in LA in May 1999. In the official press release, Ratner himself said it was really upbeat. He says, Mike was in character the entire time. He and Madonna really had a great chemistry together. The video shows her absolutely hysterical sense of humour and it's great for everyone to see that side of her. This was by far the most fun I've ever had making a video. Well, ten years later, in a memoir, he actually says that Mike Myers wasn't particularly happy with the sort of sexual provocative scenes that were filmed in the car afterwards and actually wanted them removed, but Madonna insisted. The video did go on to win Best Video for a Film at the 1999 MTV Music Awards and it was also nominated in the Billboard Video Awards the following year. As I said at the beginning, I love Beautiful Stranger and it's only recently when I've been talking about the song on social media that I realised that not every Madonna fan likes it and some of them find it a bit cheesy or don't particularly like the resolution to the chorus, they feel it's not quite satisfying. I found this strange but I guess that's one of the beauties of Madonna's music is that it's so eclectic, she's done so many styles that she's really the only common link and, and not everybody is going to enjoy it. What people do tend to like are the Victor Calderoni remixes that accompanied the release. They certainly made it a more clubby feel and worked really well in some circumstances and certainly made the song popular. I was listening to them recently, I don't think they dated brilliantly, but actually Victor Calderoni is quite a talent. And if you're a patron of this podcast or you want to become one, I'm doing a special episode to accompany this one, which talks about the various remixes that he's done for Madonna. Incidentally, I said at the beginning of this episode that William Orbit can no longer listen to the track, even though he loves it. And this is because it was subject to brick wall mastering. You may have heard of this, or you may have heard of the mastering or loudness wars. There was a point when each release was required to be even louder than every other record that was heard on the radio or on CD, just so that it really stood out. And so record companies were doing a sort of compression and mastering on the tracks. And it went to such extreme lengths that you could really not quite hear what was going on. Beautiful Stranger is an example of this. However, once again, that original mix by William Orbit doesn't have that mastering on it, and it's got a lovely, softer sound. I'm going to play you out with the ending of that version of the song. It's got a wonderful soft fadeaway and it's just great. Thank you so much for listening. I hope I've shared some of my enthusiasm for Beautiful Stranger with you. I'll be back shortly with another classic Madonna episode to discuss. Bye for now. <laughs>